What is up, party people? My name is Sage. Welcome to yet another, another exciting edition of the Sage Against the Machine podcast. Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Back to the future. You know, they've been doing podcasts for a long time. I mean, not as long as the internet's been out, but a long time. I feel like my face is too big. Back up. But you see, man, I have this piece of paper on my wall. Oh, it's so hard being me. It's so hard, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what number podcast are we on? Huh? Let me tell you. I'm so glad you asked. 98. 98. I have done 98 of these. I've actually done other ones before, but who knows? The Sage Against the Machine podcast has been going for 98 times. I get a solid two or three people show up. Ever since my mom died, I lost like 25% of my entire audience. Hold on. This is a problem. I have a hoodie on. I usually wear a I usually wear a, a, a zipper. I got to take this off. I can't. I can't. I can't do this with a hoodie on. Oh, oh. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Usually not that kind of show. Or, you know, calm down, everybody. No, that's more. That's showing me all that skin. Just gets you going. I know it does. <laughs> How the heck are you, people? Are you doing good? Are you, do you enjoy the fall? Do you hate the fall? Um, before Citalopram, I hated the fall. I hated it because it just represented this looming inevitability of death and cold. But then I got on my uh, Citalopram. My, I think they call it Celexus. I, I can't be, I can't be paying for fancy name brand antidepressive medication. I get the, I get the, I get the citalopram. It's like on Google or no, no, on, uh, on, uh, you see, it's all good. It's all good. I use Amazon pharmacy. Do you use that? You ever use that? It's pretty good. I'd say it's good. Okay. Hold on. I'll find the comments. There are no comments. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I swear I pay less on Amazon Pharmacy. I swear it. So, yeah, anyways. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I would like to present to you the case of the importance of local politics. Local politics. Now, Local politics, you know, doesn't get a lot of press. It's because the power mongers and the media can't, you know, whore it out on the level they need to make billions of dollars. So they don't really care too much about local politics. They'll maybe talk about some state rep, not state rep, uh, state representatives on the national level. But can you, I mean, you literally to get a, get a, a, a notice on Fox News or CNN, you got to like, I don't know what you got to do. You got to like, you know, put up a dick pic as the mayor or something. I don't know what you do to get on those. And then that doesn't go well. That, you know, that's just, I don't think that goes well. I've never seen a dick pic work out for somebody. Don't do dick pics, ladies and gentlemen. Or gentlemen, sorry. Ladies, too. If you do dick pics, don't do them. Because nobody wants to see it. I'm telling you, no one. No one, no one, no one wants to see your schlong. No one. It's not attractive. It's not. It's not. I don't care what you think. No. No, no, no. Just no. Um. Yeah, so... What happens is we only ever focus on the national news or national campaigns because that's what 
makes all the news. That's what you see in, you know, it's what you, you see everywhere. It's easier for the big media companies to get you all in a twit about national politics. And, I mean, okay, so let's talk national politics right now. So our friend Joe Biden, let me let me get you the fist bump. Joe Biden's Saudi fist bump. Okay. There we go. Let's just get the picture. I don't need I don't need a whole video of it. There it is. There it is. There's old man Joe. Good God. He's looking old. Looking old. Jesus. With that young hot Saudi prince. Okay? Fist bumps him. Now. The problem with this is, ladies and gentlemen, that Saudi hot prince, uh, I'm pretty sure, tortured and murdered, maybe not personally, a journalist. Sure, they'll talk about it here. Um, Let's see. Journalist. Journalist. Mr. Biden made the pariah. Okay, so here we go. Okay. It was a striking photograph. It was, because you know why? The BBC told me so. That's how I know it was a striking photograph, because I was told it was. (laughs) Can you imagine the news just saying, here's a photograph of U.S. President fist bumping uh, Jeddah's, I don't know, this guy. But no, this is the news. The BBC who incidentally everybody's like I like to go to the BBC to get my news because you know it's it's not political. Bull fucking shit it's not political. Listen to this entire sentence. It was a striking photograph. The US president and the man he called a pariah bumping fists in the gilded splendor of Jeddah's royal palace. That's not news ladies and gentlemen. That is bullshit fucking propaganda. Okay? By the BBC. I you can't find you can you know what? Let me see if I can find Joe Biden fist bump uh Reuters. Let's see if I can find that Reuters. Here it is. Okay. Let's read the Reuters. Okay. Biden fist bumps Saudi crown prince on trip that seeks to reset ties. Now, this is a news-oriented statement, okay? Do you see that? Do you see the difference between that and this significance of Biden's fist bump with Crown Prince? That is propaganda, ladies and gentlemen. Proper fucking ganda. Ooh, let's see what uh, let's see what Fox News says about it. Post, Washington Post, Fox News. Fox News says White House pushes back on Saudi fist bump critics. Biden cared about the meeting, not the greeting. <laughs> the reason that I picked what? Shut up! Shut up! Just shut up! Shut up! I don't want to hear you. Propaganda. See? Can you see how this? This is like. Okay, fist bump critics, we're talking to you. Uh, Here's some nice raw red meat, Fox News disciples. Fist bump critics. Biden cared about the meeting, not the greeting, which is a dog whistle of, no, he didn't. No, it was all about the, it was all about the, here, let's read what. A top White House advisor pushed back an ongoing criticism over Biden's fist bump for Saudi Prince Mohammed, blah, 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 blah as well as belief he did not make an issue out of U.S. intelligence alleging the monarch is culpable in the murder of Washington Post journalist, blah, 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 blah. Okay, now let's go to Reuters. Biden fist bumps Saudi crown prince on trip that seeks to reset ties. Saudi Arabia, July 15th, U.S. President Joe Biden gave a fist bump to Saudi crown prince Mohammed bin Salam on Friday, state television showed. During a trip to Saudi Arabia that isn't being watched 
for body language and rhetoric as Washington seeks to reset re relations. Well, Reuters, what is, how does it, what does the, well, tell me what the body language and rhetoric is. How am I going to know what the body language and rhetoric is if you don't tell me, Reuters? White House officials had worked hard on the optics of the meeting between Biden and Crown Prince, known as MBS, who Biden has criticized. You see how boring that is? I can't even watch. I can't even go over here to Reuters. It's exhausting. It's too newsy. Ugh. I like a little zest. I like to go. See, what I like to do is I like to go to um, people that I believe and then read their propaganda. So let's go to the BBC. It was a strike. Oh, I did I say that? Saudi Arabia was always going to be the controversial stop on Joe Biden's first trip to the Middle East as U.S. president. Just four weeks earlier, Mr. Biden said he couldn't, wouldn't meet with Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salam on his first visit here as he settled into the White House during his first few weeks in the job. It reads like a fucking tabloid. Jesus. He refused to even speak to Saudi Prince, Saudi Arabia's de facto ruler. Mr. Biden made the pariah comment on his U.S. election campaign trail back in 2019. It came after the CIA concluded the Crown Prince had approved the brutal killings of the journalist Jamal Khashoggi inside the Istanbul consulate. Relations were frosty. Were they? Were they? Were they? And then came the announcement of the president's visit. The stage was set. I mean, literally, they're setting a stage. Long before Air Force One roared loud and low over Jeddah, filling the quiet sky with the sounds of powerful jet engines. Can you believe this fucking bullshit? Flags had been hung, the green and white Saudi Arabia set against the U.S. stars. I can't even read it anymore. It's such tripe. Bullshit fucking tripe. Here's what happened. I'm going to tell you what happened. This old man over here is like, please, my God, would you, you, you are the man that controls all the prices of the oil. Please go murder as many journalists as you want. Just slow your fucking roll on controlling the oil. Okay. Because at what time, when, when was this? When was this? July. There was a big war and he wants to punish his man. Uh, Putin. So he went over to see this guy who controls OPEC and is like, hey, man, I got a favor. I'm going to fist bump the fuck out of you right now. But what I'm going to need is I'm going to need um, you to keep oil prices high, low, low. I need low oil prices because then that's going to fuck Putin. And it's going to it's going to help me as a politician in America. And this guy's like, yeah, all right, cool, man, whatever. I, I got a fist bump. I think that's fucking hilarious. I fucking murdered and tortured one of your journalists, and now you're fist bumping me. It's just the funniest thing I've ever seen. I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that. But, you know, for a while. OPEC uh, cuts back oil production. Until yesterday... Here we go. Here we go. OPEC to cut oil production, dealing a blow to Biden. But I gave you a fucking fist bump, asshole. I fist bumped you. It's business, not personal, says OPEC. A looming global recession threatens oil demand. So now that fist bump is gone. Joe Biden basically fist bumped that murder journalist right out of his life and and what he get for it a loss of two million barrels per day the biggest slash in production since the beginning of covid in reality the cartel will probably shave something like a million barrels since most epic members are already underproducing crude uh prices nudged upward and this is a problem ladies and gentlemen why why because the midterm elections are looming it is october 6th uh, when are midterm elections? November. First Tuesday in November, I think. When are midterm elections? Uh, November 8th. November 8th. I feel like November 8th. Let's see. Is that the first or second Tuesday? I can never... See, 
I think this is what I think it is. I think it's the first Tuesday after the first Monday. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see why it's on the 8th here? Because I think the way it works is it's on the first Tuesday after the first Monday. So that's why it couldn't be November 1st. You got me? You feel me? See, that's what I think. Don't quote me on that. I just think I read that somewhere. So he's got like uh, just over a month for midterms. He's going to get scalped. He's going to get crushed. Now he's down in Florida fist bumping his... <laughs> what he would probably consider the, the Antichrist. What is that, DeSantis down there? Let's see. Uh, Joe Biden and DeSantis in Florida. Is that right? Yeah, here, let's see this. Let's see him. Is he fist bumping? Is he fist bumping? Uh, he's like... Okay, guys, um, seriously, um, for reals, um, <laughs> please don't just vote all Republicans. We like Republicans. We're good. We're, when it matters, we'll give them money. We'll get, yeah, I don't see a fist bump. I don't see a fist bump. Wow, that lady in the green dress is a model. Jiminy Christmas. I don't know that. Wow, that woman can't take a bad picture. Look at that! My goodness, those you know, those Republicans—they they marry some like gorgeous. I'm just sorry. I'm not. I'm just look at her. Look at it. all those other people are loping along, and she's like, "I will now be posing for the photo." Gee, many Christmas. That's all I'm saying. She's like dressed like she could go out for a five-course meal walking around in the dirt. <laughs> Joe Biden's screwed. Joe Biden is screwed, screwed with a capital screw. Okay? Now, if you're into politics, you probably know all this. And you either agree with me, disagree with me. Look, I love national politics as much as the next guy. It's fun. It's exciting. It's great. Other than like 15 to 30 cents on gas, none of it means anything to you. None of it. None of it. Okay? Joe Biden can't control those Saudi princes. All they got is oil. They got one thing over there, oil. Okay? They need oil money. A fist bump with Joe Biden only goes so far. Now, why that guy murdered that journalist, I don't know. Don't forget, most of the 9-11 terrorists came out of Saudi Arabia. Don't forget that. Right? Am I right? <laughs> what country did most of the 9-11 uh, terrorists come from? No. Dogs, shut up. Shut up. I knew this was going to happen. I should have let them out. I should have let them out before this thing. And now they're... Dogs! Shh! Shh! I'm on a very important podcast here. Very important. What country did most 9-11 terrorists come out of? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Saudi Arabia. Who are the terrorists? I think they came out of Saudi Arabia. Anyways, whatever. I'm pretty sure that's true, right? Uh, anyways, I think that's right. If anybody knows, let me know. Um, we don't give a fuck. We don't care. We don't care. Murder as many, murder as many journalists as you want. Uh, terrorize the, uh, you know... Ah, yeah, it's right here. Yeah, it's right here. There we go. Uh, the hijackers in September 11, 19 men affiliated with militant al-Qaeda. They hailed from four countries. 15 of the 19 were citizens of Saudi Arabia. Two were from the United Emirates. I think we love them, too. Uh, one was from Lebanon. One was from Egypt. And you know what we who we attacked? <laughs> None of those people. 
Afghanistan and Iraq for years and decades. God. So it's all bullshit, ladies and gentlemen. It's all bullshit. Um, so look, Joe Biden can fist bump whoever he wants. It doesn't matter. Um, those Saudi Arabian people need oil money. And they're not going to keep it low. They're not going to hurt their economy just so they can fist bump uh, Joe Biden. I mean, the idea is that they'll will protect them if they get attacked. We'll protect them anyways. Protect them anyways. We do it all the time. We love protecting people because then we're like, well, now you owe us. And we're like, oh, sure. Now, okay, yeah, you're right. Now, now we'll, we'll do, now we're, you're going to be your lap dog. And then, you know, they screw us. They terrorize us. They send 15 terrorists over and bomb our buildings. They raise prices right before the midterm elections. I mean, literally they could have waited one month, literally, but nah, why, 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 what was it? What good does it going to do them? What good is it going to do them? No good. doesn't matter. We'll protect them anyways. So, Look, do you understand what I'm saying here? The all this brouhaha means nothing to your life. Nothing. Nothing. When Donald Trump became president, I, I saw. I was standing with weeping liberals. America's over. I go online. Donald Trump and his supporters said, if Joe Biden becomes president, America's over. Last I checked, we're still here. Now, I know Donald Trump you know, tried to do that thing on Capitol Hill, but even that wasn't going to even work. I mean, it could have, it could have like delayed the vote, but no, Joe Biden was going to be president. The vote stands. Okay. The vote stands now. Um, you know, they just say crazy crap. Like I heard some what I don't know that green one of those like the that that one crazy woman she I don't know liberal not liberal conservative what's her name I don't know anyway she like um you know she's I think one of them said that that the governors could go to war no no it was some other guy it was some other whack job like the governors could go war to war with the country that's not that's not possible you can only the governor can only like defend themselves if they're being attacked. Governors can't go to war. <laughs> it's in the Constitution. Go read it. I mean, they can't just be like, we're going to war with America. No, you're not, buddy. No, just sit down and shut up. But politicians say that stuff to get their base going. They're not worried. They're not worried about any of this, but they'll tell you they're worried. They'll tell you it's an existential threat, you know, to get you to vote. Be afraid. Be afraid. Very afraid. Meanwhile, Democrats are funding some of the most extreme far-right conservatives, MAGA conservatives, because they think they have a better chance going against them. If you were fighting, if you thought that what was happening was an existential threat to American democracy, you would not fund them. It's all bullshit. It's bullshit. It's not going to matter. Who cares? Who cares? Where you need to be, ladies and gentlemen, is in local politics. Because I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you, um... Local politicians can do some crazy crap. Crazy crap. Um, cities in Ohio that have decriminalized marijuana. Did you know this? Did you know that there are cities that have decriminalized marijuana? Okay. 
Adina, population of 682. Quality 200 grams. How much is 200 grams? What does 200 grams of marijuana look like? There, look at that. Let's see 200 grams of marijuana. Here is what 200 grams of marijuana looks like. Where'd it go? I hate when they do that to me. Darn it. Darn it, I say. Open image in a new tab. Okay. Okay. All right, over here on the left, we have 100 grams. That look, okay, so there's a coffee cup. That looks like a shit ton of marijuana. 200 is, I guess, twice that. It doesn't look like twice. I don't know. Anyways. You, I apparently, can have that amount of marijuana on your person in Adina. 200 grams of marijuana, okay? Because they decriminalized it. Athens, 200. Bel Air, 200. Bremen, 200. Cincinnati, only a hundred grams, guys. You're gonna have to cut back carrying around all that marijuana. <laughs> Maybe let your friend hold it. <laughs> Cleveland, two hundred. Columbus, a hundred. Anybody over two hundred? Two hundred, two hundred, two hundred twenty. What? What's the matter, Northwood? You little chintzy there on the decriminalization. Twenty. 200, 200, 200, 200, 200, 200. Ah, Yellow Springs, if they find you, I don't know, what, 200 grams, you get $50 fine. Okay? That's the kind of thing you can do in local politics, ladies and gentlemen. You can decriminalize things that are criminal at other levels. I mean, where does it end? Can you decriminalize the possession of meth? Can you decriminalize the possession of fentanyl? Can you decriminalize sex work? If you can decriminalize 200 grams of marijuana, which honestly looks like a shit ton of marijuana, where does it end? I mean... You got to go through voting and stuff. If you notice, Akron doesn't have that on their list. Columbus, Cleveland, not Akron. Not Akron. Not Akron. If you got 200 grams of marijuana in Akron, you're going to jail. Why? Why? Is it more dangerous in Akron than in Columbus and Cleveland? All right, you can do crazy crap, crazy crap. You could lower the water bill. You could make it so they can't turn off your water and become an instant third world country when, you, when your landlord doesn't pay the water bill. Do you know how water works in Akron? Water is attached to the property, okay? Gas and electric are attached to the renter. So, uh, a renter doesn't pay their electric bill and gas bill. A new renter comes in. As long as they pay their electric bill and gas bill before, they can get electric and gas, okay? The renter comes in. The water bill has not been paid. They cannot turn on the water because the water needs to be paid by the owner of the property. Okay? Do you know how many people come to my place to fill up jugs so they can haul them back to their house because they don't have water turned on. It's a nightmare. A nightmare. 
And you know what else? They don't publicize how many uh, houses in Akron have their water turned off. You know why? Because they don't want you to know. Because it's too damn many. You can't find that number out. How many people have their water turned off? They know the number. They're not telling you. You could change that in local politics. I mean, water is one of the, the, maybe the most fundamental thing. I suppose if a city could turn off oxygen, that would beat it. But they don't know how to control the oxygen. I believe if they could, if they could sell you back oxygen, I think they would. But instead, they sell you water. Like it's like Mad Max around here. They turn off your water to inspire you to pay your water bill, except you are not in charge of the water bill. Your landlord is. Unbelievable. You could change that. Okay? So, look, I need you to get excited about local politics because it is the coolest politics of all politics. There's nothing cooler. Nothing cooler. Okay, now, look, I went to the trouble of making this. I made this wonderful, nothing like another quality program by Sage Lewis. Sorry, I unplugged my mic. All right, so look, I made this amazing thing. See? Dan Horgan in a swimsuit. Dan Horgan in a swimsuit. I had this idea I was going to run for mayor, and I was going to have these fun conversations with Dan Horgan. Well, that's done. Dan Horgan chickened out. (laughs) Dan Horgan has left the building. Well, not officially. Not officially. He's going to finish out his term, which will go through 2023. Okay, but he is not seeking a third term. Now, as you know, I have been pretty hard on Dan Horgan. Um, Mostly because he made me mad. (laughs) He got jealous because I was in the New York Times and he wasn't. And so he wrote an op-ed. Dan Horgan op-ed against Sage Lewis. Hold on. Homelessness. Uh, Come on. It's in here. Akron Mayor Dan Horgan on Sage Lewis. According to Wikipedia, Akron Mayor Dan Horrigan wrote an op-ed attacking Lewis. For all the posturing, loud and passionate speeches, <laughs> blog posts, public requests for donations and edgy movie posters depicting him as some type of savior, Sage Lewis has made little progress on actually moving the needle on homelessness. Okay, this is hilarious. That's in my Wikipedia. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's on my Wikipedia. For all the posturing, loud and passionate speeches, blog posts, public requests for donations, and edgy movie posters, which incidentally, I lost that edgy movie poster. I wish I could get it back. Somebody made this thing. It was really cool, and then I lost it. If anybody sees that again, I would love it for the, I'd love to see it. Um, depicting him as some type of savior. Sage Lewis has made little progress on actually moving the needle on hopes. So he wrote that. In the New York Times, no, sorry, I was in the New York Times, then he wrote that in the Beacon Journal. And I thought it was a little uh, vindictive and small of him to do that. I felt that he was punching down, he should have just let it go. And it made me mad, but also I thought it was hilarious, because I knew I could... um, Reference it over and over and over again. I mean, what mayor makes an op-ed bashing a guy who's trying to help homelessness? 
You just ignore it. Well, he couldn't ignore it. <laughs> so at any rate, I had a lot of fun picking on Dan Horgan, and then he never talked about me again because I think it was a bad blunt. I think it was a mistake. I think it was a mistake. He shouldn't have done that. He shouldn't have done that. My wife always said, this is what my wife said. My wife said that if she had been in control, what she would have done was she would have put me on a committee. She would have pulled me in and said, hey, Sage, man, I'm really grateful that you um, care so much about homeless people. Now, you know, we have different ways of going after this. And, you know, as you know, I'm not, we're not going to have tents. We're not going to have shacks. That's not going to happen. But I want to work on this. You have pointed out that there is a problem and we need to work on it. And so I would like to create a committee and I would like you to be on the committee. And I would like you and this committee to meet regularly and come up with ideas and strategies for how we can um, tackle homelessness in Akron, Ohio. And then you just bog down the committee. It never, the, 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 you know, it just goes on for years and years and years. There's never a report that comes out. And even if a report comes out, then you can push that out. It, like, I would have shut up instantly. But instead, he couldn't let it go, and he attacked me. I'm telling you that is a political attack what he did on me you can't say it any other way for all the posturing loud and passive speeches blah 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 that is an attack it wasn't objective it wasn't rational it, he was angry and he wrote that op-ed he could have bogged me down in a committee but he didn't he just let me sit out here just poking him, bashing him, pointing out his inadequacies. And that was in his first term, okay? His second term, he's going strong. He's like, yeah, things are okay. And I'm still doing me. But then Black Lives Matter came. Dan Horgan taking a knee during Black Lives Matter protest. Dan, why? Dan Horgan. Okay. Let's see if I can get you this picture. There he is. I was standing right next to him. And I was very excited. I was. I'm like, holy cow, this is so cool. This guy's out here. Uh, that right next to him is Charlie Brown. It's really his name. He was the uh, guy who, um, uh, I don't know, safety advisor or something, whatever. Um, really cool opportunity. I said that much on the live stream, the whole deal, okay? Nothing came out of it. Very little, Okay. So he got continuously bashed on that. And then I think the next big thing was Jalen Walker. Jalen Walker in front of Dan Horrigan's house protest. Let's see, can I get you that? No, Jalen. Jalen Walker. Okay. Here is uh, a picture of the protesters walking down Dan Horgan Street. Um, here's another one. And I don't know if you can see all the cops. I think this is another one. 
Now, no, that's not his. Anyways, then any, anyways, he had SWAT teams lined up in front of his house. Let's see. SWAT teams in front of Dan Horgan's house in Akron. find it i don't know they're out there anyways you get the idea now i don't know dan horgan's wife but i know my wife and i'll tell you what she told me she said if you're mayor and that shit happens i'm i'm moving someplace else (laughs) i am not sitting in this house while protesters are yelling at me all night long and SWAT teams are standing in front of the house. I'm not doing it. So I can only imagine what it must have been like at the Dan Horgan house with protesters and SWAT and people just constantly hating on you. Could not have been good. Could not have been good. Just saying. Now, Here's the thing. Dan Horgan could have been a good mayor in another time and probably in another city. Or maybe just in another city. If he had been the mayor of Green, the mayor of Hudson, the mayor of uh, Medina. I don't know about Cuyahoga Falls. That's even maybe too much of a stretch. He is the kind of mayor that you want in good times. Hey, everybody. We need to revitalize downtown. We need more parks. And everybody's like, yeah, we need more parks. Now, I know for a fact that that's what they tell these mayors. These mayors go to these mayor conventions, and they're like, this is what's going on. We're doing more parks. And then they're like, okay, parks. And then you see all the parks. And you can see, like, what's happening in Chicago, for example. They're, you know, it's just they're trying to make Chicago just a huge residential area. And uh, Chicago can probably do it. But the size and scope of Akron is so that... um, I don't know. I mean, I think that they are moving some people into downtown. I see more uh, rich people downtown Akron. Um, But I think overall, the story has been brutal for Dan Horgan. Okay? So, look. My fight with Dan Horgan is officially done. I mean, it's over. We're done. He's getting out of the game. Okay, look, politics is a game, okay? It's like the Game of Thrones, except way smaller. If you get into politics, you got to be willing to play the game. That's why I'm here. I got nothing other to do than play the game. I like playing the game. It's fun. keeps me entertained. (laughs) I'm down for it. I'm down for the game. Uh, And, um... But the game, I think, got a little too heated for Dan Horgan. And um, and then he, he um, canceled his State of the City address this last time. That was bad. That was a bad move. Um, I think maybe because he had already knew he was quitting. He's just like, screw this shit. I, these are all these State of the City things are, are just campaign uh junkets and i'm not campaigning i bet i bet he knew back then he's just like no way i'm not doing it i don't need this stress i don't like doing these i'm not doing it but that was unfortunate because we were a city that was hurting and we did need a leader uh who was strong and visionary and we did not have that okay that's all that's all he just got caught up in a bad situation okay so um, that's it. That's all. Dan Horgan is not a bad man. Okay. He's not a bad man. All right. He's really not. As far as I can tell. I mean, everything I know about him, he's not a bad man. He's just a guy 
that probably shouldn't have left his clerk of court's job. He was making about as much money and had a nice job, steady income, blah, 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 blah. But you know what? Good on him for trying. Um, he did two terms, and that's a lot more than most people. Um, I'm trying to get my my really leftist friends to even run for something, and they won't even run. They won't even vote. So who's worse? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say that. Um, I love my communist anarchist friends, but if you won't even vote, who's worse, you or Dan Horgan? I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. Um, I love you. I love your ideas. I'm not a communist. Um, I am a capitalist with uh, uh, oh, uh, that uh, that need that I believe commun. Uh, sorry, capitalism with regulation. But I support your communist ideas, and I think it would be wonderful if you would put them in the mainstream. But they won't. They won't run a candidate. They won't vote. So who's worse? Them or Dan Horgan? At least he fucking stood up and tried. You know, a lot of you guys out there bitching and moaning. Not only do you not run, you skip votes. You know who the uh, least voting population is in Akron? Black men. See this guy behind me? See that guy? Wait. Name is Ricky, okay? Ricky, a black man, a black homeless man. Now, I'm not going to pick on, he probably, you know, probably doesn't have an ID. I don't know where Ricky is today. But I'm going to tell you a story about Ricky. Uh, the city of Akron did a sweep of a camp, which they do. They just continually sweep camps with no solutions. They just sweep camps because why not? And um, they swept this camp. And the continual care came by and offered um, uh, hotels, okay, for people, these motel vouchers, okay? I think it was during COVID. Well, Ricky didn't get one. And do you know why Ricky didn't get one? Because Ricky doesn't have addiction or mental health issues. So he didn't qualify for the motel. Didn't qualify for the motel. Now, what I also thought was interesting was there were four people who didn't qualify, and they were all black men. They were all black men. Now, I do know that black there were some black men that got into the program. I'm not saying that they just took white guys, but they took all the white people and left four black men. Now, the optics alone of that is uh, problematic. Um, black men need to vote, okay? I don't normally tell other races what to do. Systemic racism is real. Um, and I understand that maybe you feel like it's hopeless, that you don't have any options, and that's why you don't vote. I can understand that, but I'm here to tell you it's different now, okay? It is different this time. You have options, Okay? So look, right now, this one, this was, it's October 6th. This was published in October 6th, uh, this morning. And this article says what a rare oper what a rare open primary for mayor means for the future of Akron. So now Dan Horgan's out. He endorsed already Marco Somerville. Do we have a picture of Marco? doesn't matter. I don't think we do. Okay, now, the last person Dan Horgan endorsed was Bloomberg for president. 
And you see how well that went. So I'm not sure that a Dan Horgan endorsement of uh, Marco Somerville is the greatest thing you've ever gotten in your life. Uh, maybe it's the kiss of death. I don't know. But what I'm going to tell you is, I believe Marco Somerville is not right for our community. Now, he would be the first black mayor, and I need, I want, we need to have a black mayor in Akron, 100%. There's a couple things going against Marco Somerville. First of all, Marco Somerville, Akron City Council members, get your picture. Marco Somerville's daughter, Margo Somerville, is president of city council. Now, imagine how that's going to work. Margo Somerville, the, pre the president of city council, his daughter, and he's mayor. How the hell do we consider that to be unbiased? What a nightmare. That alone, Margo Somerville needs to come out and says, if my dad becomes mayor, I'm stepping down uh, as city council member. You, you can't. It's a complete conflict of interest. It is nepotism at its best. Okay? Now. Marco Somerville Funeral Home. The other issue I have is his funeral home. Okay? Here he is, Marco Somerville. He is the lead funeral guy. Okay? Where does it say? Okay? There is Margo Somerville. There's Marco Somerville. She uses the same picture. The same picture she uses for city council, she's using at her business. Okay? This is on the about page. Does this not seem problematic to you? Let me see. Okay, hold on. Marco Somerville. Mark, no. Okay. Look at this. It's the same picture. You see this picture here on his City of Akron website? It's the same picture. He took the picture that was, I assume, paid by the city of Akron, I don't know, maybe you submit your own pictures. Maybe when you become a, uh, 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 okay. Dan Horgan cabinet member salaries. Okay. No, not Daryl. Dang it. Why are you having this problem? Dan... Oregon salaries. Okay. Uh, here, I made, a, I made a post about it. Okay. Here they are. This is a March 11th, 2021. As of March 11th, 2021, where is he? Somerville. Somerville. Come on, buddy. You're in here. There it is. He makes $127,000. Okay, he makes $127,000 and he can't even get a new picture for his funeral home. You see the problem I have here? Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. But as you can see, Margot Somerville... 
That's her picture right there on the city council website. Where did he go? Where is he? There's. Hold on. See, we'll do it. I can do it faster. See, Margot Somerville. Notice her. All those pearls. Do you think those are real? Do you think? I bet they are. I bet all those pearls are real. Marco Somerville. Notice the pin and the uh, little pocket square. And, oh, you can't see the pocket square, but trust me. Let's look. Let's look. Let's closely look at his tie. See? Look, let's zoom way in on the tie. Where'd he go? Where is it? Where is it? Where'd it go? Come on. Here. Zoom way in. Do you see? See, notice how the tie, how the tie folds like this. Notice it. Watch it. Ah, same picture. Same picture. This is a problem. Okay? Now, I believe that not only is this nepotism, I believe these two people are using the city as their own personal piggy banks. Okay? Who the hell, first of all, who the hell does this weird background thing? What a lame-o picture. Can I redo that picture for you guys? Because that is weird. That's weird. What what does a what does a lake? Why why are you guys like ghosts in a lake, uh, with mountains behind you? We have no mountains in Akron. None, none. Okay. Now I think I saw it. Hold on, Marco Somerville, funeral director. Let me do a search on that. Okay. Marco Somerville, funeral director. Uh, hold on. Let's see here. Um, memorials. I thought, I'm pretty sure it's in here that he is, uh, who are these people? No, 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 no. Anyways, maybe they took it down. I'm pretty sure he's the main guy because when you go to the about page, bam, those are the two people using their political pictures on their corporate website this is the problem okay i would love for this guy to be cool because i would love to see a black mayor but this guy is not it this is not it ladies and gentlemen this is not what you need to vote for okay now who i'm voting for and recommending you vote for is shamus malik okay shamus malik okay Let's see if he used the same picture, okay? Here he is on that picture. Okay, there, see that picture? Please, Shamus, don't do this. Shamus, sorry, Shamus Malik for mayor. Let's see if his website comes up. Let's see, on his Twitter, on his Twitter. Okay. Okay, there's his Twitter. Oh, look! He used a different, he, he only makes $34,000. It's probably the same suit, but at least he put on a different tie. The guy makes no money. Okay. I don't, I literally don't know how he's surviving. Look, he's a little more tan over here. He's got the five o'clock shadow. Very handsome. Very handsome. Let's go to his website. Let's go to his website. Oh, look, a different picture. See? Here's his picture he took for city council. And here is his picture on his mayor's site. Let's listen in. All of us in Akron have a story about what this city means to us. For me, it's about my mom. Her name was Helen and Akron is- See, he says her name was Helen. I don't know, did she pass away? Where she raised my brother and me. I'm assuming- It's where she spent decades in public service, teaching up at Akron U. Akron is a place that's big enough to hold all kinds of folks and small enough that each person can make a real impact. That's why I moved back home after college and law school, to serve this community like my mom did. All my life... Mind you, he was at the Pentagon doing Pentagon-y things and came back to Akron. He became a... He joined the... Uh, he was, I think, in the Horgan Law Department. 
and then uh, became city council and then became very independent. Akron's been held back by serious challenges, poverty, gun violence, struggling schools, and racial inequality. For the past six years- Those are the big ones. Those are the big ones. Listen to those again. Inequality. For the past six years, I've been held back by serious challenges. Poverty, Poverty, gun violence, struggling schools, and racial inequality. Yes. For the past six years, I've worked on these issues. First as a city lawyer, and now as a city councilman. I've successfully advocated for bold solutions. Let's see. Different tie? Let's see. Oh my God, the guy... Wait, it's that tie. Uh, it's it's just that tie. He only, I think he probably only has two ties. Hey, look, he makes $34,000 a year, okay? Working hand guns. in hand with people from all walks <laughs> of life. I understand our community's strengths and challenges, what we need, and how to make it happen. And now I'm running for mayor because I believe we can create a new and exciting future for Akron together. But to get there, we must change how our city government works. Creating a city hall that is more... You hear that? We must change how city government works. This is a lawyer, a Harvard-educated, Barack Obama-pedigree-type lawyer. More open, more responsive, and more collaborative. Yes, please. I know that if every one of the 190,000 residents of our city feels heard and feels valued, we can... Every one of them. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. Every one of them heard. <laughs> can empower and energize folks to be a part of real solutions so that everyone feels safe in our neighborhoods. I know some creepy acronites. Maybe we could just let them, you know, put something in the suggestion box, maybe. So the students can thrive in our schools. And so the young people growing up in Akron know they can build an amazing life here without leaving their hometown. Akron is a beautiful place because of its people. Yes, it is the people. These people are amazing. They never give up. Like, how do you not even give up? We can all create a city that is safer, stronger, better. Safer, stronger, better together. That's his slogan. Better together. Yes. There it is. Look at that beautiful, beautiful thing. Okay, look. All right. Um, I got to wrap up. I'm going to make a case that we need to give Shamus Malik a try. First of all, um... I've watched him vote, and he votes how he votes for the people over and over and over again. And the reason Dan Horgan is not endorsing him is because he stood up against many Dan Horgan things, and you don't do that in a dictatorial dictatorship, totalitarian government of the Pasquelic Horgan empires. If you want to be ordained by the powerful, you will vote how we tell you to vote. Um, uh, Somerville, he'll, he doesn't care. He doesn't do anything for the people. Somerville, Marco Somerville takes care of Marco Somerville. And I'm sorry, I wish it wasn't the case, but that's all I've seen. That's all I have ever seen. Say something about Jalen Walker, uh, Somerville. Say something about Black Lives Matter. Say something about poverty. Say something about addiction. Anything. Okay? Marco Somerville votes, or Marco Somerville takes care of the Somervilles. Somervilles first. I swear to God, that's how it is over there. I wish, I more than anything, I wish it wasn't true, but that's all I see. How can you be the guy with the picture, okay? How can you be this guy on the About Us page of your funeral home while simultaneously making $127,000 a year from the city of Akron? How do you have time to do both? Those sound like two full-time jobs, which leads me to believe one is probably not getting your full attention. And if I had to guess, it might be your funeral home. <laughs> or it might be your one of them is not working out. If I had to guess, I think personally, it's probably the city. 
I don't know. I don't know. But I'm telling you what I do know. It looks fishy as fuck. Okay? That guy is double dipping. I want to know how much money he makes a year at his funeral home. I want to know how many hours he's at his funeral home. I want to know how many hours he clocks in at that office at City Hall before I even consider voting for him, which is unlikely. But maybe he can turn me around. Come on, Marco. Let me hear your big plans for the people of Akron. May I say... Your daughter, Margot Somerville, I have seen her say some really powerful speeches about Black Lives Matter in the, la- in the recent after Jalen Walker, and I appreciate those. I do appreciate those. Um, I can't stop looking at all those. Please tell me those pearls are not real. Good God. <sighs> well, anyways, you don't need pearls. Just, you know, just no. no. Anyways, I'm sorry. Um, it's going to be exciting, ladies and gentlemen. Most of all, don't be afraid to get in the ring. If you want to run against me personally in Ward 8, I'll help you. I will give you a, I'll help you with a website. I'll give you a free website. I will uh, show you, I'll show you the stuff I know. I'll help you uh, pull your papers. I'll help with anything. This is a democracy and you can make huge differences locally. Okay? Get involved. The Akron Democratic Primary, May 2023. Make sure you're registered. Vote. It will be a bloodless revolution if we stand up and vote for the people. It could be the greatest time in the history of Akron. And one last thing, my communist anarchist friends, if you don't like me, you don't like Shamas Malik, then get yourself on the ballot. Because otherwise, you don't matter. I'm sorry. You don't matter. That's all I have to say. I love you. And I love you too, communists. I do. I want you to get involved. Come on. Make Akron a communist epicenter. Pot-smoking hippie communists everywhere. Be amazing. (laughs) Do something. All right, see ya.